My name is Flo, and welcome to Real Talk. Today I'm going to be talking about one of the issues that I think really affects everyone around you. I think it's really hard to find someone who isn't negatively affected by this. And these are the flaws in our education system. We may go to a private school at Monta Vista and we may have friends that go to private schools and maybe even public schools, but you can't doubt even if one's regulated by the government and one's not, there are flaws in both and they're equally as discouraging and equally as terrifying. <laughs> I think that when we think of school, the first thing that pops into our head is negativity. I don't think I've ever thought of school in a positive way, no matter where I've been. There's always been some sort of like, ugh, I can't believe I have to go there, or ugh, I have assignments, or ugh, I don't want to go because I have to wake up early, and even that, that's just, ugh. I know that when you start school, typically kindergarten from like age four to five, you're supposed to like wake up a little bit later and it's a little bit easier to transition you into it. I mean, when I went, we didn't have school till way later and we got out a lot earlier than the rest of the school. And I'm just like, I didn't really think it was a big deal. And then, wow, when I got into first and second grade, I got hit by a truck. I realized that I actually had to do homework consistently and that I had to do tests and I had to actually like think critically and while kindergarten and treated me like that, it was really scary. I had a lot of pressure on us. I remember, I think the earliest thing we had is this type of standardized, standardized test. It was called the Iowa test. And the Iowa test was like a benchmark to test your growth. And it was also a way to test if you needed to be in a say gifted program or say need more help um, say you had a learning disability, that would be the best way to gauge how it was going to be evaluated. And so when I took it, that was, I think, the first time I've ever seen a Scantron, too. I thought it was crazy having to fill in bubbles, but it was kind of fun. And so the minute she put that on my table, I was like, why am I doing this? Like, I don't even know my own position at this. It's not like I understand half the questions. I feel like it was setting me up to fail. I was only in, like, second grade, and I was here taking an Iowa test. And I remember everyone else was like, even if we're second graders, we were scared to take it because we had a lot of the older upperclassmen, like eighth graders, that were telling us, oh, it's so stressful. Oh, it's so terrible. It was so scary for us. And it was a long test. I think it was like we had to just work on it straight three, like three hours total. But we had a lot of breaks in between because, well, we were first and second graders. But already I started to associate tests with negativity and anxiety. And I think that was a big problem for me because it was really hard to shake it afterwards, whether it be the mood from other people or the way the teachers presented it. I didn't really want to. I ended up like there were some tests where I liked it, but that was just because I was good at the subject. So I knew I wasn't going to do terribly. But I noticed that for a lot of my peers, tests were one of the hardest things to do for them. Even if they did well in discussion and even if they did well in the class, when they took a test, I could tell how much it bothered them. And I'm, I'm talking about high school right now. And I know a lot of people that say, take AP language, and they're so good at discussions and they're so amazing at expressing their thoughts verbally, but when they get a piece of paper and a pencil in front of them to write a rhetorical analysis, that information all just goes away and I can see them stressing out about it. And that's not fair. It's not fair that 
one thing is supposed to, I guess, set your standard for that class and for future classes. I don't think that's fair at all. I don't think that it should be done like that because it's not accurate. There's no way to test someone's ability of how well they know a subject on a test. In all honesty, in real life, do you think someone's going to say you worked a human resources job? Is someone going to slap down a list of your clients and a list of your employees and tell you to list pros and cons of all of them without, in like two seconds without consulting a file? Like, no, that doesn't happen. It doesn't happen where someone's going to be like, you have to fill out these expense reports and you're not allowed to look at the books that have the numbers. That's not fair at all. You would be able to look and consult your computers, consult the internet, look through books, look through records to be able to solve the answer. And yet we're taking tests where all we have to do is memorize. And because we're memorizing, we're just adding so much more stress because there's so much content that we're learning. We don't know what to learn and what not to learn. And then we have useless information stuck in our brains that we can't shake because I need to know who Charlemagne was, or I need to know how the Shays Rebellion worked. Even if it's not something that I, like, even if, like, say I was interested in history, I have no way of knowing that that's what my career path is going to be until I'm older. Like, I don't understand any of that. I don't understand the fact that I have to memorize so many what I think useless things, and then the final covering, like, 2% of it. I don't understand that at all. I don't understand that when we take a test, everything is so strict and everything is so scary. And we have feel like if sudden death, if you don't do well on the test, you're kind of screwed for life. And I don't know why we started thinking about tests like that. I mean, we definitely like having, taking a test is like a good way to assess your understanding of a subject, but when did it all become so negative? When did it all become so scary for us? Like why all of a sudden, our SAT, SAT scores, the primary factor of deciding whether you were able to get into a college or not. I don't understand that at all, why we're taking these tests for memorization when all we do is memorize, take the test, and forget. We don't really learn anything. We learn to, I guess, recall information, but that information goes away as soon as possible. We don't, we don't, absorb the information and are able to apply it into other days. I don't think someone, I don't, hey, if I'm going to be honest, what are the chances someone is going to come up to you and ask you about the storming of Versailles? Extremely unlikely. Like I said before, it's just like, I am so baffled with how seriously students and teachers take these kinds of things because it's not What's, it's not real life. Unfortunately, it's not real life. Like, sorry to shake teachers from their little daydream. That's not real life. No one gets quizzed like that. No one really has to recall that information unless they're explicitly going into a field that has to do with that information. Like, just, it's so weird. And so I guess, like, to branch off of that, we're lacking so many life skills to be learned. I have a lot of friends that go to public school and I don't think I've been more jealous compared to when they talk to me about their wood shop and home ec classes. I don't, like, how fun would that be to be able to put it into school and have a break from the academics and be able to learn life skills that you're always going to remember? It may not be like something that'll be on your SAT, but I can guarantee you if I learned how to change the oil in my car, I would definitely be able to do it to this day. 
And so speaking of that, I'm going to break off for a few interviews with my mom and brother about their opinions on this subject. I'll be right back. So how are you today? I am well, thank you. So in this segment, I wanted to ask you, obviously you went to both Live Oak and San Benito High School for your high school years. I think it was divided between freshman, sophomore, junior, senior, right? Yeah. So you saw classes like Woodshop and Home Ec, and did you ever take any? No, I did not. They were options though. They had Woodshop, Welding, Home Ec, um sewing but that was a mix between high school and junior high you could do it at junior high too oh. um uh your aunt Terry, she took uh sewing and home ec and i tell you every boy wanted to be in the home ec class because when you walk by it you're like oh that smells good this chocolate cake they're baking really yeah it was always smelled good and then i unfortunately frowned down upon those classes thinking i will not be held down by being um a homemaker Little did I know they were life skills that were being taught. Instead, I thought I would just advance in my um, English and history classes and forget those classes. And I look back now and wish I had. The closest thing I got to taking those classes was typing. Mm -hmm. In my junior year, junior or senior year, I took typing. And then it was so annoying and I did not like it <laughs> that I quit it. And you just couldn't do it. To do TA. TA. To do TA. Yeah, Because that was easier. I think it was senior year, and I was like, I don't want to do anything like that. Yeah. And to this day, typing is the, one of the ones that I wish I would have stuck with because I cannot type without looking Me down. Me neither. It's really yeah. hard. But I remember even when I was in my, like, elementary school, we had typing classes, and I hated it, too, because it was, just seemed so useless and tedious when I could just poke at the keys with my fingers yeah when you guys do the stuff on your ipad they don't teach you how to type on your ipad so you guys just hunt and peck like, we're fast like at chickens it. yeah but still when you see people now that are on their laptops and computers they're like so going along the keyboard it. yeah and you guys still won't be able to do that and so then when you went to college you noticed that there were a lot of people that were already kind of prepared for college life were able to oh who could type manage themselves no, no not just no. typing oh, but like no 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 people were still unprepared for that so it's always been kind of a theme where they just took those important skills for granted do you think yeah but i think the importance of it in high school was like so when auto shop was around i could get my oil changed I could just take my car to the back lot where the auto shop was and they would change my oil and that was a part of their class. So it didn't cost me anything. And um, my brother, your uncle Eric, he did, uh, who was, um, he had cerebral palsy. He couldn't manage um, a lot of social mm -hmm. class in school, but he did wood shop and he was really good at it. So it helped kids with disabilities too. Yeah, and unfortunately we don't have that these days, which is kind of, stupid like what would that reasoning be do you think well i think the problem is is everyone's worried about standardized testing so all that stuff that's meant to um help you through school and to teach you that there are other ways than just going to academic colleges that there's a whole world out there so that's what's lacking in class in back in my day also there used to be uh programs i forget what it's called but you could if you were uh, ahead on your credits instead of doing other classes, you could actually go to work. Oh. So if you were interested in um, medicine, there were sports therapists or other kind of um, medical fields that you could go get school credit for. Mm -hmm. And that school credit could also count for college. Wow. So I, I forget what it was called, but it was a really big thing too. And they had a lot of options. So like say the wood shop or mm -hmm. the auto shop, you could 
go work for a mechanic for an hour every day as part of your classes and you would get credit for that. And then wow. you, you continued your life skills and you decided like, did I like that? Could I continue on with that? And would I be good at it? Which is a great way to build up your interest. And, and to see if you like it. Yeah, which is an important thing because I know a lot of people get into like career paths or take classes and halfway through they're like, this isn't what I want to do. And like, how else are you supposed to know if you had no right? Prior... And so, like nursing, that was another thing. Like you could you could get ahead in nursing, and even um, or or cosmetology, that kind of stuff. If you that was something you were interested, in, you could actually leave high school and go to the college or go mm -hmm. to someone's office and get hands-on skills wow. to see is this still really interest me? Is this something I could do with? And schools don't do that anymore. They're so worried about standardized testings that no one gets the 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 feel for school like it should be you're mm -hmm. not you're not really well rounded anymore all you yeah. are are robots taught to take a test and your whole life depends on these tests and not everybody's a good test taker or not everybody is set up to continue on with academic school they don't put the emphasis on vocational training anymore which is really yeah. sad and so like standardized testing was that just not in as important when you're in high school or that was it, wasn't a thing when we were in high school so it was you, just you took your get good grades go to college you get a grade and you could go to college or you could go to vocational schools mm -hmm. you could go to the junior college but back in our day it wasn't called standardized testing it was called ctbs and i forget what ctbs testing scores and i think you did it twice a year once in mm -hmm. the beginning and once at the end and it just checked to see how you progressed and at the end of say um junior high and high school if you progressed like you got an award really like if you kept progressing but we knew also that in high school those tests really didn't they didn't they were just testing to see if you were on they didn't affect your cha chances they didn't affect, of getting they into didn't affect anything so wow. so actually we had that still so when you got to your junior and senior year you didn't care anymore so i remember like you would draw on your scantrons you could draw pictures on your Scantron and it what you weren't going to be punished like if you failed your test. Mm -hmm. It didn't matter anymore. But if you wanted your award at the end that said you progressed you do it. <laughs> overall, then you shouldn't draw pictures on your Scantron. <laughs> yeah. But as long as you had like one dot per answer. You were good to go. Yeah. Yeah. Wow. Well, thank you so much, Mom. You're welcome. So for another interview we have, we have my brother Michele, who is a sophomore here at Monta Vista. Hi, Michele. Hello. So Michele, when you get to hear about your older relatives or just back in the day, how they used to have classes like automotive working, wood shop, home ec and stuff like that, do you really wish you had the chance and opportunity to take classes like that? Yeah, I have friends who go to uh, other schools which have those classes. And it sucks because I have a friend, Troy, who in Sobrato has a welding class and a workshop class. And it taught him everything that he really needs to know about welding. And he builds stuff and he sells it to people. Really? As like a little side thing that he, that he learned. He makes shoe stands out of like horseshoes and stuff like that. And modifications for trucks. And he just like makes barrels and sinks. Like uh, sinks out of barrels, sorry. And so we're guessing he goes to a public school. Yeah. And he... gets that whole entire education that is pretty valuable and it mm -hmm. teaches you sets you up for good things yeah i think it's kind of weird that he goes to a public school and public schools offer courses like that when you'd think a public school wouldn't offer extra courses like that because of like funding and stuff yeah and we're at a private school who has enough resources but we don't have classes like that like other classes such as uh ffa and 
and whatnot, and mm-hmm. uh, welding classes, and pretty much home ec. Because if it is a college prep, we're at a college prep school, and I feel like a lot of these things would be necessary for college to prepare us for our lives. Mm-hmm. So it's kind of a shame that we don't have those, because I'm pretty sure most of the students would be very interested in taking that. Yeah, exactly. Because a lot of people, after they finish their required classes, end up just doing double late start or double um, or early release and whatnot. Definitely so could have taken, like, a good life school class. Yeah, I would rather have taken a life school class than for my senior year than have late start. Yeah, and so do you think, like, because of this, you're, like, scared that you might not be prepared for college or whatever future you have planned? Or do you think that other students in your, like, demographic, do you think they're prepared for life, like, real life without learning these skills? Or do you think they would be able to manage? Well, all the skills that you're going to learn through these classes, you're going to remember them. They're going to stick with you forever. Mm-hmm. For some there's people at school who may not have ever picked up a power drill, people at school who may never even had to put something together. So taking a class like that will really show them, like, what they need and how to do everything. In your real-life world after school, if you didn't learn any of this stuff, you're going to be thrown out on your own. And we do have the Internet to help us, but the Internet doesn't compare to a hands-on course because mm-hmm. that, that will stick with, like, us forever, I guess. Yeah, it really resonates. Well, thank you so much, McKelly. Welcome back. And so for my next topic of discussion, I'm going to talk about something that I think everyone has experienced, no matter what. And it's going to get a little bit serious, but bear with me. I want to talk about mental health. And so the things that come with mental health is, unfortunately, you really can't run into you really can't go a day without running into at least a few people that have that haven't suffered anxiety depression substance abuse and unfortunately a lot of that is to blame on our education system like i talked before stress is one of the main drivers in substance abuse and people think that when they can take drugs or drink alcohol that that anxiety that they feel goes away but it's only temporary And the problem with that is that because it's only temporary, they continue to chase the feeling. Students continue to chase the feeling of not worrying and not having constant anxiety and depression on their plate just for a little bit of looseness. And because of that, word gets around and more and more students start to do it and it spreads like a wildfire. And yet everyone's noticing it around themselves and they do nothing to discourage that behavior because everyone's suffering it. And everyone thinks that because it works for them, it might work for me. And I might take some, I don't know, Xanax, oxycodone, and I might feel better. And I might not feel like I have to worry about that test. But then afterwards, that's going to go away and you're going to be left with that empty feeling in your chest. I think substance abuse is something that isn't really taken as seriously, even if we have a lot of organizations that combat against teen substance abuse, we never really relate it to the education system. We only really relate it to kids wanting to look cool and kids wanting to socialize, but we never really pinpoint it down to the fact that students use it as an escape. They use it as an escape from reality, escape from the AP test that they have to take the next morning, as an escape from the bad grade they got in an assignment or a project. They use it to numb that feeling of disappointment, of sadness, of fear, of stress. According to a survey done with teens across America, today's teens and young adults are the most anxious ever. They admitted themselves 
A survey found that 70% of teens say anxiety and depression is a major problem among their peers. An additional percent, 26% say that it's a minor problem. 70 and 26% is almost unreal. I think the primary reason is, like I said, we have crazy assignments and we put so much pressure on these students at such a young age that if they don't do well in school, they're not going to have a future. You shouldn't be telling your students that. You shouldn't be telling your students that if they don't do well, there's no hope for them. They can't get back on track because they didn't get into college. Now they don't have a, now they only have a GED and they can't get any career that they need to to make their life better. I think that is so unfair. It is so unfair to blame students that the reason that they're not succeeding in life is because they're not applying themselves. I know a handful of people that spend so much effort trying to study for tests. However, they don't have the help that they need mentally. Mentally, they don't have the application. They don't have the proper support they can to maximize their, I guess, learning and intake from school. And that is so flawed. Why don't we adapt for students better? Because students need to learn freely. There's a difference between memorization and learning. There's a huge difference. Memorization is learning a few facts about World War II, passing your test and forgetting it instantly, only to bring it back for the final. Learning is being able to apply these, subs like these substances and subjects into your everyday life and be able to utilize this information regularly. To me, that's learning. Learning is being able to think critically and to think better and to get a better understanding of how the world works, how society happens, the way things are. And yet, all I can think about is the storming of Versailles and Shays' Rebellion and what isotopes are and how to make valence electrons work. I don't need to know this stuff until I find my passion. Even then, I really can't see myself using any of that stuff. Obviously, if you're into chemistry or into science or history, go for it. Learn that. But for the majority, that's not the path they want. And you're making them memorize this stuff, this useless information, when they could be gathering better information that will actually help them excel in finding what they want to do. I think that though another big flaw that we have is that we don't, take this mental health seriously. Students are stressed out every day that they don't know what they're going to do. We set students up, we treat them like kids for the first like 15 years of their, like 12 years of their education, sorry. And we treat them like babies, like kids until that last semester, or like that last few semesters of high school when we're like, you need to find what your career path is going to be. You need to decide what you want to do, get in your major, go to college for it, finish it, to get a job. Unfortunately, a lot of people don't actually go into a job that has to do with what they studied because we don't set it up like that. We set it up where we barely give them enough options as it is, and even then when we want to see the whole thing, it's so overwhelming because it's all exposed to them last minute. They had no time to actually form this connection with what they want to do. They had no time to actually think about what I want to be doing in my future, in my career, and we dump it all on them in the last few semesters of high school. That's not fair at all. I don't think, I'm like, unless I had my mom breathing down my neck about me getting into a college and doing something I genuinely feel passionate about, I don't think I really would have thought about that until, say, the end of junior year. 
and then a lot of students are stressed out because now all of a sudden you have to take the SATs and the ACTs and you have to get all your college applications in, which costs even more money too. And to be denied and accepted from colleges, that toll mentally is so harsh. Mentally, I don't think that is the most healthy thing that we should be putting our students through. If we're spending so much time putting students through stress and trying to get them ready for events that we make out way bigger than they are, why don't we treat that better? At least treat it better. Because it seems like the education system does nothing for mental health. I understand that we have guidance counselors and we have uh, education counselors, whatever you would call it, whatever school you go to, and we have people that talk about mental health, but the problem with this is that there's not enough because we don't take it as seriously as a nation. We have more students and teens and young adults that have to suffer this, but we don't get taken seriously by, say, older peers because, to be blatant, school wasn't that hard compared to now. There wasn't as much stress on it as there is now. And because of that, obviously, they wouldn't have experienced the amount of anxiety and depression and the sheer demographic of substance abuse within high schoolers because school wasn't as stressful for them. So if one of them's like, I didn't feel anxious during high school or maybe I had one test but it wasn't ongoing, clearly it's not a big issue and students are just being babies about the stress because they can't handle it. Why are we thinking like that? Why do we think like that? Because if it's up to a few adults that say, well, I haven't experienced it, so no one's able to experience it, or because I didn't feel depressed, that that means that obviously depression isn't a thing among high schoolers. Why do we take that seriously? Just because you didn't experience something doesn't mean everyone else is. Because I see so many people that tell me how depressed and how stress they are on a daily basis even when they have nothing going on they always feel like maybe there's something i'm forgetting like that seems bizarre to me that i often hear so many people just crying or complaining or just giving up because people don't take their mental health seriously and they don't take it seriously enough to tell them that you can get over this if you talk to someone and unfortunately, we don't have enough people for these students to talk to. We are so flawed in the way that we don't provide the bare minimum necessity for students to feel accepted and loved and less stressed in life because we are so focused on their SAT scores and ACT scores that we can't afford a single mental health counselor or even proper seminars or like discussions, assemblies, anything to talk about mental health. Why don't we do that? Sure, we talk about how students can be clicky and students can be off task and they party too much and that, but we don't get down to the underlying meaning that mental health triggers so many of the issues that we face. So many of the issues, no matter what. And if you can't solve it now, how are you supposed to deal with it in the future? When you feel like there is no help and you can't get past it because the education system failed you in the sense that you felt like you were a failure because you got, say, a B- minus on one of your tests. That is bizarre to me. And it shouldn't be like that.
I know a lot of people would think that because say I go to a pub like a private school like I don't go to a public school which are controlled by the state and they are controlled by the state government because we have common core and things like that but either way I feel that pressure and my heart goes out to everyone who goes to a public school and has to deal with the crappy situations, crappy pay grades for their teachers, the flaws in their budgets and how they don't have enough resources to really like cover in a, cover a subject effectively. That's so unfair and I see that. And I always wonder, why don't the adults see that? Or is it just that they're turning a blind eye? Obviously, teachers have got our backs big time on this. Teachers experience this firsthand about how they don't have the proper materials or they feel like they can't reach out to their students because they're not qualified to. And why doesn't anyone else notice that? We have so many parents on school boards. We have so many parents that are supposed to be actively in there. We have principals. We have school board in general. And yet, none of these issues are fixed and you'd think that they would because so many people are experiencing their students or their children firsthand suffering this flawed flawed system so why hasn't there been any progress i really don't know so i challenge you to read up on these issues read up on your local schools and your local private schools public schools whatever they are talk to your fellow students talk to teachers talk to headmasters principals anyone ask them their opinion do you think the system is flawed do you think it's not why or why not have a discussion maybe you can change some minds maybe you'll have a change of heart yourself either way you should not be afraid to go and talk about issues that concern you you shouldn't be afraid to go and protest what you think is right. Go ahead and go attend Go attend the walkout to go and protest, say, uh, school shootings and how they're being turned on blind eye. I won't get into that now, but don't be afraid to speak your mind, especially if it's going to benefit you and benefit others. Thank you so much for listening about the rant of our flawed school system and i look forward to seeing you guys next episode thank you